0: He's been advisor to presidents Clinton and Trump, and now he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. Is <laughs> I love that. Hilarious, cackle. <laughs> that is Cackle Harris, who's assisting us with the program today. <laughs> Providing the canned laughter. <laughs> hello um, Dick Morris. Hello. Hello. This is Doug DePiro on with me. Hello. And hello. um Doug, you know, is uh is my main man. He's um an artist. He's, main man, main man, D O U G he's an artist, he's a musician In a general pain. In the butt. Yeah. Like you. You're the pain <laughs> in the butt. So um we are having... The, the, what's the October surprise? The October surprise is the Republican Party is soaring. Uh, it's, uh, it's winning. Uh, it's uh, absolutely wiping out the Democrats. <laughs> Wipe out. Wipe out. Uh, if you are a Republican running for office... From dog catcher on up, in the bluest of blue states, you have still a chance to win. It is amazing that Barack Obama is now retur- is now going to Michigan uh, to campaign. Um, Michigan? Yeah, I think it's Michigan. Uh, but uh, clearly a state that, that you wouldn't think that he would be needed. And in Oregon, uh, which is the bluest state in the country... Uh Joe Biden is going there. Um what's he gonna do? <laughs> the sleep? Uh, I think that he's going on behalf of the Democrats, but you can never know with Joe. <laughs> he doesn't uh, even know. But the uh it really has tipped. Uh there's a this, this this whole election has tipped dramatically. What's happened really is that as I say in my book The Return Now we're talking. Now we're talking. As I say in my book, The Return, this is going to be an unbelievable Republican red wave. And I wrote that, you know, earlier in the very, very early in the year. And in January through May, it was. Then in June, we got hit with the Dobbs decision, the abortion decision. And that completely knocked the Republican Party for a loop. Uh, The Democrats gained, uh, ultimately on the generic ballot, Republicans had a 12-point lead going into June. And by September or by late August, it was even. The Republicans, the Democrats gained 12 points in that period. A disaster. Uh, And by August, it was tied. Then we put up a one-point lead, then a three-point, then a four-point, and now a seven-point lead in the generic ballot. And you see it in the polling all over the country. Uh, Republicans are coming home and voting uh, for the and voting against the Democratic candidates. Uh, independents are breaking sharply in the Republican direction, and uh, we are headed for a real strong, strong. Republican sweep. I can't wait for that. Um, and uh, and it's, it, this is only very recent. Part of the thing is that Republicans have learned how to handle the abortion issue. Because of you. Because of you. Yeah, I've been involved in that. Totally involved with every bit of it. And, uh, and, <coughs> and it was uh, finally they understood how to do that, which is to go on the air and tell voters, look, in your state, in your district, I can't and won't change anything. It'll be exactly the same as it was before. Uh, I personally am pro-life, but the whole burden of Dobbs' decision was the states make up their own mind, and I can't and won't be involved in that. And that totally defused the Democratic arguments uh, and uh, completely changed the whole debate. Now, what I'd like to do today is to go through each of the states with their key Senate races and explain them to you and go through what's going on. because I've been in touch with all the campaigns, and I'm advising a lot of them. And they're listening to you. That's the beautiful part of this whole thing. They're yeah, listening to Dick Morris right now. And I speak to President Trump just about every day. Um, so uh, I'm really into this thing. And He's a nice really guy. And to really give you an up-to-date. So we have two missions. The first is to hold the seats that we have. And the second is to take away at least one Democratic seat, which gives us control of the Senate. Remember, it's a 50 50 Senate right now. Kakala Harris breaking the tie uh, in favor of the Democrats, and we need to hold the seats we have. So, holding the seats is our first priority. involves defending all 23 incumbent Republicans running for re-election or fighting for the Republicans in their seats after they've retired. Um, And there are three states, really, that dominate this, three states in which we have serious problems. North Carolina a little bit, but basically three. Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Wisconsin. In Pennsylvania is the big one that is the huge one, and uh, that is the most likely seat for us to lose. but uh, Oz is coming on strong, and uh, I think he will win you to see the, wizards, <laughs> the wonderful of Oz Did you always want to be a a DJ? I always wanted to be a wizard. (laughs) That's more like it. Very good. Um, So uh, here's the story with Oz. Uh, He's running against a guy who basically is is incapable of speaking or understanding, um, which is really a qualification for being in the Senate. But in his case, it might be a disqualification. Uh, and he Fetterman, uh, the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, he won't release his medical records. He won't debate. He scheduled a debate as late as possible, October 25th, uh, because he needed to do it as close to the election as he could to give himself more time, to, he hopes, to recover from his stroke. And, and didn't he want it written out yeah, and somehow the, on and a then he, or? then he said, now he's saying that he can't easily understand what people tell him. Which is true. Because <laughs> he's talking to Biden, probably. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when people tell him yeah, the prices are going too high or crime's out of control, <laughs> uh, he doesn't easily understand what oh, they say. He doesn't want to. And that's our problem. We need to write it out for him. So uh, he's saying that he needs a closed caption right. text of everything going on so that he can reply to it in the debate. And uh, they don't do that on the Senate floor. Well, tell a uh, story about the lady was translating and she said oh yeah yeah this, <laughs> this is what state should do this is a great story um, a friend of mine um was uh, luis? A, an argentine luis rosales <laughs> and when he was a teenager just early in his 20s he visited russia with a delegation of argentine students when it was still controlled by the communists and um he went to a speech. It was, this was during the transition when the communists were losing control in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And he went to a speech by the chief fascist candidate, um, something, I forget the yeah, name, it but it was, it, was, it was the fascist. He was a communist. He was horrible. and uh, But he didn't speak any Spanish. So he got up there and he began to speak in Russian. And the translator was a woman <laughs> who obviously did not like him. And the translation was, "This idiot <laughs> is trying to say that blah 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 is true, it's but it's moron. not. The truth is blah blah blah." <laughs> and crazy. then she said, "This clown wants you to believe that blah blah," and everybody in the audience was having to stop from laughing <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that would give the thing that's away. That's right. That's what they should do with the closed caption. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, <laughs> so the the problem with Oz is that he. <clears throat> Has not been able to handle the abortion issue properly, uh, and literally, Fetterman is running on that issue and that issue almost alone. Uh, and he's Fetterman is a piece of work. He he wants to pardon a third of the inmates in Georgia, in Pennsylvania prisons and wants them to be released. And what does that do for him? Well, it, it satisfies his sense of justice. He thinks that oh, really? people are locked up unjustly. And uh-huh. he says prison is bad for the soul. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and it didn't occur to him to tell them not to commit crimes. Right. But the but Fetterman is, is toast over the crime issue. And crime is going crazy. In Philadelphia, there were 551 murders last year. And in New York State, which is five times the size... There were 485. Uh, so Philadelphia is just uh, is, is crazy, and the crime issue is going wild. But Oz can't take advantage of it because voters are afraid of what he's going to do on abortion. They're scared to death. And what Oz needs to do, and I've been on the phone begging him to do, is to run the same kind of ad that Lee Zeldin is running in New York, Uh, I'll tell you about that uh, in more detail later. But Zeldin now has an add-on where he says, I cannot and I will not change the abortion laws in New York State. And that totally dismisses the Democratic argument. It completely knocks it out, blows it out of the water. It drops Uh, the floor. Yeah, it's it's, it's literally the bottom comes out. Uh. And the Democrats have invested everything in the abortion issue. And you can dismiss it with one simple sentence – And uh, I've been working on Oz to do that. I hope he will. Um, Certainly, I think he will in the debate, but it's getting real nail-biting. The important thing about the abortion issue is that it is going away. Uh, It's fading. Uh, The Democrats peaked too soon with it. They brought it out heavily in July and August, and uh, by now it's kind of worn. And voters are beginning to get this fact that it doesn't change their own lives they're right. in states. Their state's not going to be changed. Plus the 40-week thing is going to yeah, kill them. Yeah, but and that's the other part of it. We can go over to the offensive on abortion, and we can say that my opponent is an extremist on abortion because he wants to have abortion up to the moment of delivery. Oh, that's so horrible. And that really is baby killing. Ugh. And, Ugh. in fact, you know, there are some states which have passed laws that say that a physician... Uh, <clears throat> Does not have to treat uh, a baby who is to have been aborted that is born born live. Wow. That uh, goes against a Hippocratic oath, doesn't it? Hi, hypocr- hypocrisy does. Yeah. The hypocr- I <laughs> the know. Hippocratic magic- hip- oath. Trade- <laughs> <laughs> um, so so that's the state of play in Ohio, and we, we're waiting for the debate. Uh, and But I think that ours is going to be in good shape. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. (laughs) Thank you, Cackler, for that introduction. Cackler Harris. Cackler Harris. Cackler Harris. Now, in addition to Pennsylvania, the two other seats that are the most difficult for us to hold on to are um, J.D. Uh, J.D. Vance, who's running in Ohio, replacing Bob Portman, who's been the Republican senator, and Wisconsin Ron Johnson, who is the Republican senator, is running for re-election. Johnson should be okay. He was behind because he was he dithered as to whether to run again, but he when he undithered, <laughs> he came out and said he was running, and he was fortunate in that he drew the world's worst opponent. A guy named Mandela Vance, Mandela Barnes, sorry, Mandela Barnes, and he's a absolute piece of work. Uh, this guy overtly at once to defund the police department and says all of the wrong things on crime. Uh, by his lights, the right things, but he's totally beyond the pale. And Johnson is is winning in that race, and we should be okay there. Ohio is a little bit more of a problem, not quite as bad as Pennsylvania, but a bit of a problem because I don't think J.D. Vance won that debate uh, against Tim Ryan, who was the Democratic candidate, and was like watching Muhammad Ali box with an amateur. One of the problems that Trump has is that he went out and he recruited non-politicians and non-lawyers to run for office. He recruited a doctor in Pennsylvania. He recruited a novelist in Ohio. He recruited a football star in Georgia. And a, self, and a businessman in Arizona. And when they go up against a politician who's used to handling this or a lawyer who's right. used to arguing, right. uh, it shows up. And uh, Vance was really outmaneuvered by Ryan in that debate, not over one issue, but he r- r- that Ryan would charge him, give him a list of five things to attack, and then the moderator would say, okay, now we're going on to the next subject. And then when Vance's turn to speak, he spoke about the next subject, oh, he didn't... not about the last subject, right. rebutting, which is what he needed to do. He was a good boy. He followed the rules right. of the debate. And what you got to do in that situation is say, the hell with the rules. I'm going to answer the charge that was just made. And uh, he just failed to do that. But Ohio is a Republican state. Trump carried it by eight points. It's one of those states that's gone from toss-up to heavily Republican. So Vance should be okay, almost in spite of himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we win Oz, we win Vance, and we win Johnson in Wisconsin, we just hold a 50-50 tie, and Kakala uh, breaks the tie against us. So we have to focus now on taking away at least one Democratic seat to get control. So take it away and fight. And uh, our best chance for a takeaway is in Nevada, where Adam Laxalt, who is the grandson and grand nephew, Nevada has a hereditary monarchy, and the Republican king is named, was named Laxalt. It was Paul Laxalt, who was senator from Nevada for a million years, uh, Ronald Reagan's best friend, and uh, and he dominated the party in the state. And then... His son was elected governor, and his nephew, I think, is running now for the Senate. And uh, the Laxalt name is very strong in the state. Were they good? Were they good? Uh... They were. They were conservative, but not not leaders or anything. Uh-huh. But but they they Nevada is a very tough place. Nevada is basically two cities, uh, Reno and Las Vegas, and in between casts about ten percent of the vote. So. You gotta basically run for mayor of two cities right. to get elected to the Senate. Mm. And that isn't so easy because local issues really predominate over national issues. I'm Las Vegas. So sweat, night. She should Even run. Las Vegas. And Las Vegas. Nevada is probably the single most corrupt state in the country. Well, the casinos. It's con- sure. Well, it's controlled by the unions that control the mm-hmm. casinos. Sure. And they're all Democrat. And Harry Reid, as the senator, was the was the um, bandmaster of the corruption. He would structure it and do whatever they wanted. Oh, he was horrible. Um, and they they stole Nevada in the presidential election. Trump won it, but Biden stole it. And we have to hope that Laxalt does better in preventing the theft. I think he will because of the hereditary connection and because he's, he knows all these guys personally, and I think he's going to be all right. He's been in the lead for the last 10 or 12 polls. There's never been a poll that had the incumbent senator, um, Costas Masto, uh, ahead. Masto Costas, I forget which way. but um, how, by, by how much? Uh, about three points right, in all right. the polls, two or three or four. She's never been ahead. So I think we can hold on to Nevada. So that's why the Oz race becomes so critical, because if we lose Oz and win Nevada, we're still at 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to win the Oz race. Now, if we don't win the Oz race, and I think we will, we then have to take away at least one of the seats someplace. And the two most likely are Georgia and arizona and georgia walker uh was supposed to be a real walker's been a tough candidate it's the transition from a football player to a political player is very difficult but in the last debate he did it really well warnock his opponent who's a crazy left-wing nut i call him uh, War- warlock yeah he um we, everybody thought he would win because he's a preacher he's a super pastor and uh, and and everybody thought that that would he would trip up walker mm-hmm. but he didn't walker held his own Georgia, the whole day, through, the whole day through. just an old sweet song on my mind. So George is on everybody's mind. And uh, Walker, in the debate, was really good. Gingrich coached him for it. And uh, he, he taught him to always mention Biden and inflation on every answer he gave. So they would ask him about the weather. <laughs> and he'd say, well, it's kind of rainy out today. and it's pro- Joe Biden lives? And, and the problem is that... Umbrellas cost too much, and that's because of Biden and inflation. (laughs) And at one point, Walker said, this race isn't about me. This race is about Biden and Warnock ruining the country with their inflation. And it occurred to me in the middle of watching this debate that while a football player is not necessarily a great ad lib commentator, they do know how to take coaching. Yeah right. You know, oh, yeah, right. and they do know how to that. how to follow plays that the coach lays out. That's good insight. And he did. And Coach Gingrich told him, when you go in there, uh, turn everything to Biden and inflation. And he did that beautifully. Uh, and then on abortion, Gingrich, I think, also steered him in the right direction. He's been saying that he's very spiritual. He's very religious. He's been Walker's. born again. Walker. Uh-huh. And he's saying that naturally, I'm strongly pro-life. And then he got tripped up when it turned out that he had paid for an abortion 13 years ago uh, for a woman who claims that, she, that, he was her, that he was the father of the fetus. Walker has denied it throughout and said he never paid for an abortion. And there is no proof that he did. And, uh, and a lot of the newspapers are backing away from that now, saying it's an unsubstantiated charge. Oh, that's good. But in any case, it got him in trouble. So uh, in the debate, he said that he used the formulation that I said Zeldin is using and I should use, which is I won't change the law in my state on abortion. It's a state decision, and I don't believe in federal preemption of the states. And the Georgia law says abortions okay in rape, the danger of the life of the mother, and it has what's called a fetal heartbeat law which says that when you detect a heartbeat in the fetus, after that you can't do an abortion. And that typically is six weeks. Um, Now, six weeks is a little bit draconian as an abortion cutoff because you figure you miss your period, and then a month later it's still missing, and then you have like two weeks from that time to decide what Mm. to do. But uh, it is better than a total ban on abortion in terms of the voters. And – it uh, and and so it permitted uh, uh, Walker to say that he was for exceptions, which is life of the mother, rape, or in the very early stages of pregnancy, and that defangs the issue in Georgia, and uh, it's really not going to hurt him. I think I think he's overcome that. Um, in the meantime, the uh, so now you're saying the Dems have nothing to stand on with that argument. Right, that's basically exactly. what that's about. And then, well, they stand on it's like the guy being hanged. <laughs> you know, you stand on something, and then they, they pull the lever, out, and they kick the out. floor out from under you. Another and you're good one, hanging from your neck. Yes, <laughs> two that's, good ones. That's and, and one, to one topic. Democratic <laughs> platform. <laughs> good. I got I to draw yeah. a, picture, a cartoon of that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and then the uh, Washington Free Beacon, the newspaper that is one of the really great. Newspapers in the country, if you don't get it, you should subscribe to it online. They came up with the Free Beacon. They came up with the story that Warnock owned through the Ebenezer Baptist Church, where he's the pastor, a ser- a building that was called the MLK building, Martin Luther King. And it was designed to provide very low rent for formerly homeless people. Oh, good. And, and they did. And it was a very good thing. That's nice. And but during the pandemic, eight of them didn't pay their rent, and freaking Warnock let them be evicted. The warlock. Yeah, and and you know he, uh, one of them owed twenty eight dollars. Twenty eight dollars. He was evicted for that, so that's hurting Warnock. And uh, when you combine that with Walker's good appearance, I think in the debate he had to show that he could be a senator, and I think he did that good. very effectively. Um. Okay, when we come back, we will discuss Arizona. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. (laughs) You won't be laughing, babe, on November 9th, let me tell you that. And uh, after that, we won't care if you laugh or not. Um. Now, that we come to Arizona. Remember, the point is that we're holding all of our seats if Oz wins and Vance wins, and they probably will, uh, and we need to take at least one away, and it looks like Nevada is going to go. We're going to win that. And Georgia, at the moment, Walker is doing better. I expect his polling will improve. Everybody agrees he did a really good, unexpectedly good performance in the debate. In debates, you basically just need to do Better than expected, and Walker certainly did that. Uh, And uh, that brings us to Arizona, where the incumbent senator is Senator Mike Kelly, Mark Kelly, Mark Kelly, uh, who uh, achieved fame as an astronaut. Fly me to the moon, let me play. Among the stars. That was audible. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Now, I've recommended to Masters that he adopt a slogan uh, where he say, What on earth has Kelly ever done? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's good. And um, Kelly achieved prominence when his wife, uh, Gabb- Giffords, was shot. Yeah, that was and that uh, And she had to leave for Congress. Aww. And uh, Kelly ran in her place at the Senate and was reelected. But he is a straight left-wing Democrat. You compare him with Sinema, the other senator from Arizona, and she's the swing vote in the Senate on this stuff, on spending and taxing. She usually votes wrong, but at least she's in contention. Kelly has been a down-the-line left-wing Democrat. So Blake Masters won the primary to oppose her. And uh, his campaign started in very bad shape, uh, basically because he had a highly contested primary. He just narrowly won, and the scars of the primary remained. Uh, But increasingly, he's been getting his act together. And the highlight of it was his debate with Kelly, where Kelly attacked him hard over abortion and went crazy about that. And Masters came back and said, look, the Arizona Senate and House have just passed a law changing the abortion statute and i support that law and i won't change it permits abortion in case of rape or the danger to the health of the mother and any abortion is okay through the first 15 weeks meaning the first trimester and that has totally taken the wind out of kelly's sails and the debate he had like nothing to say um it but we still are slightly behind in that state the last poll had us four behind, and uh, I've been urging Masters to do an ad about that, uh, really talking about that issue and making it stick. Uh, but I think that I think he's going to come around. So, look, we basically have here four races that are hanging by threads: uh, Oz in Pennsylvania, uh, uh, Walker in Georgia, and Masters in Arizona. Make that three. Like I told you the last week, M O W, mow them down. Mm-hmm. Masters, Oz, and Walker, mow them sticker. down. There's a And you should consider giving the money, um, even if you give uh, roughly two thirds of the money of each of these candidates are small donations, an average of about sixty bucks. So um, I hope you can afford that and write out three of those. Uh, we have to new win cards. We have to win those states. Yeah. And while you're doing that, uh, while you got your card out, why don't you buy a copy of my book, The Return, Trump's big 2024 <laughs> comeback. Little... There's a plug. Yep. Return to me. That was good. Very okay. good, Dick. That was smooth. Now, so smooth. Having said all of this, I think that all of this may be totally irrelevant. I may be coaching and talking about games of inches and gaining a point on the ground or another yard and doing that when, in fact, uh, the score is going to be 50 to nothing (laughs) because uh, ultimately the ground is shifting under our feet Uh at this election. Off-year elections are dominated at the end of the cycle by what happens in the week or two before the election. And, uh, Why? Usually because people are just getting They're not paying up, attention. Right, really. until the... Yeah, I mean, everybody by. pays attention to Trump versus Biden. Right. But it takes a while to get to pay attention to Walker against Warnock. Right, okay. They're not all like us. Uh-huh. And if you want to understand late deciding voters, think of yourself and Christmas shopping. I don't know when you do your Christmas shopping. But, <laughs> the 25th? Uh, yeah, most, the men, 26th most men do it on the 23rd or 24th. I do the 27th. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and so if you run ads for Christmas shopping in October and September, or uh, early in November, they're not going to pay any attention. It's right. going to have no impact on them. Right. They're not going to focus on it at all. But if you run the ad three days before Christmas, then they're desperate to find a present. They want an idea, and they'll listen to every Christmas ad you put on. The flip side of that is women who probably do their Christmas shopping months before, sometimes a year before. So you can run your ad about Christmas shopping over the summer, for God's sakes, and it'll really affect the women who are going shopping. And if you do it late— They've already bought all the presents. There's no point in advertising to them. Another example of the same phenomenon there's, there's is, is sports. Uh, we know, uh, if you're listening to this station, I hope you know how the Yankees and the Mets are doing every day of every week of every month during the season. And we're following it breathlessly. And, uh, you are. Every game of the playoffs, every pitch, every bat, to see judges to run home run to bed, the Yankees don't know how to pitch anymore. But the um, but but we're following it closely. Women generally do not follow that, and they'll but they will pay attention right before the games. So most women know that the Yankees are in the runoff, and the judge is hitting a lot of home runs. Uh, and uh, but the runoff, the playoffs, <laughs> too too political. And uh, so, again, you you can only advertise when people are really paying attention. And in the off-year elections, they only do it at the end. So party trend manifests itself closer to Election Day. And the Democrats peaked with party trend because of abortion during the summer. But now inflation and the economy is coming back as the dominant issue. The OPEC decision to cut a million barrels of production every day uh, really is hurting Biden. And it's, and we're all now no longer hearing that inflation is a temporary phenomenon. It's going to go away next week when yeah. you go shopping. Mm-hmm. So it's coming back. And I think that it is very possible that all the, you can take all these stats and, and shove them because the real – the trend is going to be unbelievable. And uh, as I said in the generic ballot, that's the most sensitive measurement – It's now a seven-point Republican edge. Explain generic ballot again. You ask everybody in the poll, all things being equal, in the congressional district you live in, will you vote for the Democrat or Republican running for Congress? And then you add them up. And uh, generally speaking, because there are so many votes in California and New York that are spoken for, uh, if the Republicans and the Democrats are even, the Republicans are going to win by 10 or 12 seats. Uh, if it shows Republicans two or three ahead, they're gonna win by 30 seats. If it shows them seven ahead, like it just did, they're gonna win by 40 to 50 seats. And if it shows them wow. 10 or 12 ahead, like it did earlier in earlier in the year, they're gonna win by an uncountable number of seats. I mean, and 60 how come or up 80. With that? By experience, you've done that every single year doing this polling, right? Got and it. you know the results, and you know the generic ballot. Got you know. It how to read it. So um, I think that it's very possible that there is a complete massacre of the Democrats. I think you have that in your book, right? Yeah, uh, it's all about this and the return. Uh, gives you, you don't have to play the music again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it gives you a feel for how all this is evolving. Right. Um, now, one of the big surprises is Zeldin in New York State. He is coming on strong. Now, the media dominated in New York by the Democrats He's doing everything he can to say he doesn't have a chance. But he's close to within four points in the private polling. And uh, <clears throat> I think he can win. And he's running this great ad on abortion where he says, I cannot and I will not change New York abortion law. And says Kathy Hochul is trying to distract you because she can't do anything about inflation and she won't do anything about crime. And... Um, and it's and she's trying to distract you by scaring you about abortion. And now I'm quoting his ad. But let me be clear that I cannot and will not change New York's existing law on abortion. And I think that that is going to move his numbers enormously. And I think Zeldin is likely to may well win the governorship in New York. So um, so it's it's looking pretty good. Didn't you help him with that ad? Uh, yes, I did. I, I did. I. Called him at his home and right. screamed at him for not not running a good abortion yeah, ad. That was great. Yeah. Said, you got, I mean, literally screamed. And I said, you got to put this ad on. You, you know, Dick Morris is single handedly going to have all of his uh, Senate races won because of Dick Morris. Well, what I did was You're Dick Morris, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. At President Trump's request, I got involved in all these races. And my shtick has been twofold. First You're of all, stick. Focus on inflation, much more than crime and immigration, except in Arizona where the border is right there. And secondly, uh, answer abortion. The Republican strategists are allergic to defense. They believe always in attacking. They think if you play defense, you're playing the other side's game. And uh, that's just wrong sometimes where voters need the facts. And nothing could be more obvious than that these races have nothing to do with abortion. In Michigan, well, you with, did a big poll, and, and you yeah, saw that with McLaughlin, right. right? That's right. I did. And, uh, for example, in Michigan, where some of these governor's races are really shifting, in Michigan, Tudor Dixon uh, is running against uh, Christ- Gretchen Whitmar, right. who's a piece of work. And uh, Dixon, uh, there's a ballot issue going on in Michigan that, that says that abortion should be allowed all the time, and it's going to pass. And uh, Dixon is pro-life. So now she's saying, look, I've got nothing to do with this. The ballot issue will win. This will never come before the governor's office. Don't vote based on this. You gave her that. Yeah, I did. Vote based on parent power. Uh, Give parents power over the education of their children. Let them say no to critical race theory and gender change surgery in the fourth grade. Um, and that's working in governor's races around the country. In Arizona, I think that Michaels is going to defeat Mc, um, uh, 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 McEvey, the uh, the Democratic governor. I think in Michigan, Dixon has a chance to win. And I think in New York, Zeldin has a very good chance wow, to win. Wow, that would be great. Um, so when I come back, I'll take your calls. AuthorityGoldGuide.com. This is the Dick Morris Show on 77 WABC. <laughs> uh, um, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. What is he doing? Exactly. <laughs> we so, have to have fun here, don't we? So Zeldin is coming on strong, and uh, you can't believe the change that would make Governor of New York. Is really the second most powerful job in the United States, even though New York is not as populous anymore as California, Florida, or Texas. But um, the governorship of Texas is limited in power by the Constitution. Florida is very powerful, but um, but New York is New York, and uh, and California is very left, and the legislature leads that. But governor of New York is where you want to be. And uh, Zeldin's coming on very strong against So Let's go to George in Manhattan, who has a comment about Pennsylvania. Oh, I'm sorry, Rockland. Okay, we have two Georges. Yeah. George. Uh, all right, so uh, I may pronounce his name wrong. Okay, Petterman. Petterman? F-, F. Okay. It's the F great. word, Petterman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, he is a lieutenant. Uh, lieutenant the governor. governor. Yeah. And uh, I heard that he got his position because his parents, you know, they bought they bought his position basically. Yeah. And because I don't think he did anything, and I yes. think if the people of Pennsylvania would realize it, especially the black communities, they hate this type of. Uh, you know, well, Fetterman Fetterman lived until recently lived with his mother. His parents supported him. Oh, no, really? Kind, yeah, he's kind of a latter day hippie, and he lived in his mother's basement. Like a leftover hippie? Yeah, like a leftover hippie. Uh-huh. And he never wears a tie or anything. He wears a sweatsuit all the time. With flip-flops? <laughs> yeah, no, <I'm> probably. Kidding. <laughs> probably. But, um, but he's, uh, I mean, he's a piece of work. And he really is in favor of decriminalizing crime. Uh, he wants to take crime and basically eliminate the concept of imprisonment for crime. Uh, he... Overtly advocates freeing about a third of the inmates in Pennsylvania prison, and I, because, I just can't he's, get over this. because he's lieutenant governor, he sits on the board of pardons and paroles. Oh, great! Now he claims that he's voted yes on all the pardons, and he says it's just marijuana offenses and nonviolent crimes, but that's not true. Uh, there are there are at least twenty six murderers and rapists. And we're not talking date rapists, rapist rapists, rapists oh. who he has voted to pardon, and uh, it's unbelievable that Pennsylvania is considering electing him. Uh, uh, let's go to George in Manhattan, the other George, George the Second, George of the, uh, of the Jungle. Listen, <laughs> hi, uh, Mr. Morris. Yes, George. Yes. Uh, listen, you are magnanimous. I'm very grateful to you for taking this particular call. Okay. Because I presume that your screen mentions what I'm going to discuss, right? Yep. Yeah. yep. So I, I'm very grateful to you for taking the call. Come because on, do it. In my personal view, I believe Federman is the weakest candidate on the planet, practically. You know, let alone in the United States and Ph- Pennsylvania, yep. you know? However, Dr. Oz has too many issues. Like what? vis a animal Cruelty? I'm going to go on a few, for a few seconds. No, but Animal. just give me the topics. I know the issues. What else? Quickly. Animal okay. cruelty. Okay. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. One. Do- Dual loyalty. Take, Dual take, loyalty. Take that, and I'll come back to you in a minute. Animal cruelty. He's a doctor. He's a researcher. He's one of the world's renowned heart doctors, literally in the world. Uh, how the heck is he going to do research unless he can do it on animals. You want him to do it on people? You want them not to know what's going on by not testing medicines and stuff on animals? Of course he's got to. Now, when you talk about dual loyalty, you're about to talk about the fact that he's from Turkey and that he served in the Turkish military. Well, the history of Turkey is that it was a secular government, an anti-Muslim, not anti-Muslim, but anti theocratic, secular, civilian government that wanted to keep the clergy out of it. And then the Iranian types, the Ayatollahs, came in to take over the politics of Turkey, and they put a guy named Ederon Ederon, into office, and he's been moving the politics closer and closer to Iran's. And and Oz voted in that election to keep him at bay, to try to keep a pro-Western democratic government there. And then he moved to the United States and has voted here ever since. So what's the big deal? Yeah, he served in the Turkish military while he was a Turk. And then when he came here to the United States, he was loyal to the U.S. Their immigrant experience is constant. Sorry you got cut off, George. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. George is off. Sorry about that. Thank you for the question, George. And I wanted to give you a full answer of that. Um, Let's go to... um, Ross in White Plains. Hi, Dick. Um, You know, the excerpts of The Return, your book, The Return, it reads kind of like Homer's The Odyssey, and I knew you had, I knew you had a strong math and science background, but the humanities, and you know, you can see the creative spirit that you're a party animal with the disco and the songs, the DJing. Yeah, but, but I want to ask you, you Dick, haven't read it until you got to the chapter about dragging Joe Biden around Troy three times. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, well that's why I want to ask you. Am I wrong, Dick? to see Trump's struggle as sort of a Greek tragedy because he sowed his own difficulties with, with these three dragon's teeth on the Supreme Court. And mm. the, the math and science question I wanted to ask you, though, is about Ralph Northam and his referring to making comfortable these babies that were not born with brains and not taking extraordinary measures. Is it wrong to conflate that with infanticide and post-birth abortion? Thanks very much, Dick. Okay, well, let me deal with the three teeth on the Supreme Court. Uh, he Trump is pro-life It's not a tragedy until you die Just like uh, Mark Twain Just like Harry Truman said A statesman is a dead politician mm. And Trump is far from dead uh, The fact that he put those three on the Supreme Court Was the first real act by a Republican To assure a pro-life outcome And has changed the whole nature of the Republican Party's major issue And his tax cuts demonstrated for the first time to the Republican Party, how effectively they can manage the economy when they adopt the uh, tax-cut supply-side theory. And he completely held at bay America's worst enemies. And the fact that Ukraine is now beating Russia is because of the increased spending on defense that Trump got NATO to do by threatening to withdraw. And the fact that Germany is able to turn off this pipeline is because Trump belabored the point and exposed the corruption where the former chancellor of of, uh, Germany was the head of the pipeline company when they approved it. So don't be so quick to knock him. Now, in terms of the ethics of uh, babies born without brains, you know, (laughs) I'm very – I usurp a lot of power in my role in politics, but clergyman I'm not and doctor I'm not. So – I really just, just can't comment on that. Yeah, it's up to each situation. Yeah, uh, let's go to uh, Don in upstate New York. Hey, Don. Hi, Don. How are you, Dick? It's good yeah. to hear somebody with common sense. Where are you from? Upstate Hopewell. Hope- Hopewell, yeah, it's nice. Hopewell, nice yeah. Area. Good place. Okay, go ahead. It's disheartening. Uh- Politics today, because we no, hear not. so much widespread corruption. No, it's not. It's wonderful. We're getting them now. It's not heart, heart. It's not heartrending. It's it's fun. They're on the run. We're beating them. Uh, We're going to absolutely eviscerate them. That's the upswing. Yep. Yeah, that's the upswing. And there is a lot of corruption, and the Democrats are corrupt, but they are going to be former congressmen, former governors, and former senators. Get out and vote. You won't see them unless you watch MSNBC. Mm. Okay? But thanks for calling, Don. Let's go to Mickey in New Jersey. Hey Mickey. Hey your brilliance, I I wanna tell you that we should have had, we, we not only need Walker to be senator, we needed him to block Clinton from tackling you on the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> you heard about that, right? He did tackle, he did Clinton tackle. Clinton did tackle did Dick tackle Morris yep. at the governor's house, right? Yep, he did. He did. Hillary pulled him off of me. Could you imagine? Then Hillary put her arm around me and walked me around the. The grounds yeah. and said, "Calm down, calm down. He loves you. He always does this. He only does this to people yeah, he loves." I always, li- yeah. I like that. Yeah. But you had a question about China, Mickey. Your brilliancy. What do you think about China taking Taiwan? Well, they could, they want to, of course, but China is China is in the middle of a huge economic recession, and it's caused as ours is by the government. And uh, the uh, President Xi, who's a man, (laughs) uh, completely reversed the pro-growth policies of Deng. And uh, they're not in shape right now to invade anybody. But I want to get Joe in orange because he has a great question before we go off the air. Hey, Joe. Hey, Mr. Morris. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, Excellent show as always. Thank you. Um, The one thing that's not talked about so much is the attorney general race in the state of New York. Bless you for reminding me. It's hugely, hugely important that Michael Henry beats Letitia James. We have to get rid of her. Letitia James is the worst there is. Oh my god. Exactly. She has done nothing good as attorney general, and she pledged to get Donald Trump. So a month before Election Day, she she sues him civilly for a quarter of a billion dollars um, because these poor banks that lent him money, that are being repaid with interest, that are making money on their loans uh, might have been deceived about the value of his property, but they're not complaining. They're laughing all the way to the bank, <laughs> and uh, Letitia James is suing Trump. She has to be defeated. And if you want to take crime seriously in New York, you've got to get rid of her. Remember, that with Zeldin and, and the AG race, that's the crime issue. Because the governor can always, and the AG, intercede in prosecutions where uh, Bragg, the DA of New York, is giving the case away before he can lock him up. Well, thank you. This was great. Just wanted to give you a rundown. It was an honor, Dick Morris, as always.